12. Frédéric Boucheron, after a design by Octave Leillard. Fern brooch, about 1880 to 1889. The willowy curve of Frédéric Boucheron's brooch, which imitates a real fern, shows the late 19th century liking for natural forms. But its shape would not have been possible without its use of platinum. Silvery white platinum has such a high melting point that scientists couldn't figure out how to handle it safely until the 1870s. Although lightweight, it is extremely durable, dense and strong, and thus can be stretched into long wires that outperform thicker shapes in silver or gold. In this brooch, for example, a thin platinum structure allows the construction of a jewel of unprecedented delicacy. Boucheron used gold here too, for its warm color. Just as platinum was being mastered in the 1870s, the discovery of abundant diamond deposits in South Africa also changed the jeweler's art. As one writer put it, If reports be true, the newly discovered diamond mines of South Africa must nearly realize the marvels related in the Arabian Nights of Simbad's enchanted valley, rich with jewels. Suddenly, a huge quantity of more affordable diamonds entered the global market, sweeping away colored stones and enamels, which, by the way, is exactly what Eugène Fontenay was protesting. The jewelry of the 1880s brimmed with diamonds, as jewelers and their clients exulted over the new availability of this formerly rare stone. So, diamonds and platinum swiftly claimed the spotlight together. Although the price of diamonds had diminished, platinum was quite costly because of its technical demands. As a pair, however, they formed the most up-to-date expression of beauty and wealth, and their marriage has lasted right up to the present. <laughs>